Hello and welcome to ATN Betches. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And this is our weekly succession recap. Uh, if it is to be said, so it be so it is. Are you all right? It is the sixth episode. It was called Living Plus, which did you notice that they use like the Apple Plus font? Do you think that was yeah. a shade thing? I think that like in the Jesse Armstrong and the after the episode, they said that they always want to do like a product launch, like sort of like Apple does and all the other ones do. So I think it was just like uh, and using the plus like everybody else does. So I think, yeah, it's just it's just sort of like this is what it would be like with like especially the new younger kids in town. You know, That's true. We can get into this maybe more later, but I love the actual sort of business references that were in this because it was so obviously kind of a a reference to Adam Newman and his mm-hmm. attempt to get a tech valuation on We Live, which is basically like a community. It's dorm. kind of like a kibbutz. <laughs> it's, yeah. He even pitched it as a kibbutz. This was such a such an interesting episode. So. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do? Well, let's give our shareholders earnings report. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you want to share yours first, Samantha? Okay, I can do that. Surprise this week. I okay. My generous self wants to give it a four. Yeah. My slightly more, you know, strict the strict greater in me wants yeah. to give it a three point seven five, and the reason is because so I felt that this was this episode had a ton of plot advancement. And it really made, you know, everything that happened made a lot of sense. But at the same time, it wasn't as funny. And yeah, I don't know. I think that where it really lacked for me was that it wasn't, there weren't as many funny lines. Like there were things that I was, I was laughing at the characters more than I was laughing with the things they said. And also more laughing at the kind of concepts that the writers had come up with. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go out of my against my normal grain and I'm going to give it a 375 even though honestly it would I could give it's it a, a 4. It could I was sort of debating the same thing like in the for the same sort of reasons like 4 or 375 like we could meet in the middle and like give it like a 385 potentially. The thing that I really loved about this episode was that it was like they have to throw something feel good in, right? But like even with a feel good episode, it's still quite ominous. Like it, you still feel like there's serious tension and like what's gonna happen next. So like at the end of the episode, you felt pretty, except for Roman, really. But you felt good, like for Kendall, like you felt good for Tom and Shiv. But in a in a way where you know it's not gonna remain this way for for any minute longer. So like it ended on like a win for Waystar and for team siblings for the most part, minus Roman. Um, Shiv as well, Shiv and Tom. Greg was even hilarious this episode. So that's why I I, I kind of liked, I wanted to give it a four because they were, it, it's not like heavy after heavy after heavy. It's like we got a win here. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my four, but also happy to compromise and meet at a three eight five. You know, if we are rotten tomatoes, rotten betches, where it's getting a three eight five. Here's the thing: I didn't really find it to be a feel good episode. The only people I felt good for, in a sort of more fundamental way, were Shiv and Tom. But Kendall, 
just because he had my feeling on well, him let's was talk like about Kendall later. Okay, you know we we yeah. both disagree about Kendall for this episode. Do we? Which will be a fun dis- discussion. Yeah. How do you know we disagree? Because I know what you're putting, what you're what you're rating everyone, and you know what I'm rating everyone. That's true. Okay, so we you put it in the outline. <laughs> okay, I see it. I see it. Yeah. No, I'm. I am not. I think we'll we'll get to Kendall at, at an, a later point. We'll have a Ken Ken debate. Ken debate. <laughs> Again off. Again off. (laughs) But okay, let's recap the episode real quick. The synopsis of this this episode, Living Plus. We are set in LA today. And by today, I mean really because yesterday we were elsewhere. We were in fucking Norway. Today we're in LA. The CE bros are prepping for the big investor show product launch. And they're ready to launch a new product called Living Plus, which we have said a hundred times today so far. Meanwhile, we know Shiv is fully on maneuvers with not only Tom, but Matson as well. The whole episode, she is in and out chatting with Matson. And the episode was quite of a roller coaster because I felt because like the whole, the whole time you're, you're kind of gearing up to want to like cringe hard about what Kendall's about to do. And then he pulls through right at the end. So it's sort of, it is quite a roller coaster in that, just that in itself. And I really love like, just, I noticed in this episode that every single one you could, there is like a formula of like slow then into like a really fast momentum. Velocity, like like Kendall would say. I have like a really long, hilarious um, quote block from one scene, just one scene of Kendall acting like so ridiculous. But I just feel this sense, like I I said this in the last episode that it was slow, but it like went up. I was bored at first and then it just got, there's real velocity. Like a, what what is it? What did he call hockey curve? Hockey stick growth. Hockey stick growth for- To the moon. (laughs) for this episode um, and all others preceding it. And I just love that. Like, I love that in the way that they do this. I just, it's just real art. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I never really thought about the episodes like that, that they do sort of build like that with the exception of obviously um, episode three. Yeah. But I I found it really interesting that the, maybe something we should talk about is sort of the presence of Logan in this episode because Mm -hmm. I found the, title living right it opens with him and it opens you know all the past episodes have either opened with logan or kendall and this one opens almost with sort of like a from the grave dialogue between the two of them which is kind of eerie because Mm -hmm. i guess it underscores that they're sort of like the two in battle at this in the show and i thought it was really interesting that they that it was called living plus because it was sort of like logan himself was living Plus, you know, he was living mm-hmm. more past his time. And even, even, you know, the whole investor show, they were going to play a video by him anyway. But then Kendall sort of like robs his, like his like autonomy, even from, even though he's dead. Also, he still hasn't even been buried. I know. It makes him sound better. Like you wrote this in the written recap, which is not up, I obviously get a preview. <laughs> It, you wrote that for the first time in history of the show, Logan is the one being critiqued by somebody else and he's being prodded with makeup brushes, which is interestingly one would imagine his corpse would be simultaneously undergoing uh, if we ever get around burying this guy, which um, is so true. Like 
it flips now, like with under Kendall's rule, we're seeing like a different perspective of Logan where he doesn't seem so good. And Kendall is trying to make him look better. You know, everybody's watching with cringe when he calls his kids idiots and it's he yells at everybody. No longer is it okay the way that Logan treated everybody. You know, it's like there's like elements of it everywhere. Even when when um Carl says, like, I've been under your dad's, like your dad, I've taken your dad's shit for this long. And, you know, it's just it's interesting the way that they show him or how he exists in this episode. But Kendall does edit him or rather, as Greg says, that's very good editing. <laughs> Mr. Snippy Snip edited Mr. him. <laughs> that's also happened between Jerry and Roman, which is one of my favorite scenes of so hers good. ever. When she's basically saying like the behavior you're exhibiting was only okay from your, because it was your dad, you know, that you yep. can't pull this off. And I think it is really interesting because it is the first time that Logan as the character is not in control. You know, the what his funeral is going to look like is to me is up to Connor. It You know, what he says that the investor show is being edited by a random sound editor who kind of was coerced into doing that um, from Greg from Greg. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting that because I think a lot of, you know, I think just bigger picture a lot of shows wouldn't kill off the logan character until probably like the penultimate episode or maybe even the last episode but because he died so early in the season his character gets to undergo something that he logan roy would never have abided in real life so it's kind of an interesting twist also the grief and like the grieving is very front and center by the kids throughout this whole episode like the way in which they grieve is different and how they rewatch the video, all of them over and over, whether it's the remastered version Kendall made for Roman or not. And the way they go about getting through their grief very differently. So like Kendall obviously pushes it down completely so that he can like do business so he can be his CEO role, step into it, right? Co -CEO. And then it comes out, co-CEO. Exactly. He had a he made had a little Freudian made the exact slip. same mistake as as he did on stage, but it does come out in really small moments. The one moment on stage when he go, when he like kind of chokes up a little, but to his own advantage because it comes off like you know he gets an applause for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Roman, it's seeping out like it's on the surface, it's bubbling. He's 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 almost like drowning in self doubt and. And it's affecting the way that he's doing business. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's driving them very differently. Yes, totally. I, but either way, I don't think it's driving either of them in a good way, even though today it looks like Kendall's – it's driving Kendall in a good way. I think it's actually potentially right. worse. I, right, because he's pushing it down. Pushing it down, but also he has more destructive potential because the difference is that like Roman's examining his – Roman's examining his behavior. He's freaking out. He's having, he's like lashing out. You know, he's James Kennedy mm -hmm. throwing a drink on Tom Schwartz, <laughs> but Crossover. then realizing like, oh, I really shouldn't, like that wasn't the right move. Like I just kind of lost control of mm -hmm. myself, which, so he's just being more impulsive, but ultimately he is re re regretful, I think, and trying to kind of right himself. Whereas Kendall is just like, 
yeah, I'm like replacing my dad, which is interesting because you think about what all their final words were to him. Kenzel was like, you could tell he was like happy to be more happy than the other siblings were. And then Shiv is just scheduling her grief, which, you know, that is, I bet you there's a lot of people who do that. Please advise if you're listening and and you do that. In the show Shrinking on Apple TV Plus um, <laughs> with Jason Siegel as a therapist and so is Harrison Ford. And he, they, the premise really is Jason Siegel lost his wife, loses his wife like before the show even starts. And advice from Harrison Ford is that he like for the daughter is to schedule the grief. So she like puts it on her calendar. She like sets a time where she sits on her bed and like grieves because like she didn't do it properly that year where her dad was like grieving in an absolutely bad way. So like that's it's funny to see it twice and like obviously on two different streaming platforms. <laughs> so it must be like a thing. I'm pretty sure that is what a lot of people do because when you're going through grief, you can't you still have to go to work you a lot. Stop your you know? life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that is actually quite a common thing and Anyone who's listening, let us know if you do that. But so my point is, that's the healthiest way of going about it. And you notice she didn't, at least that they showed, but you know, you kind of have to assume that is what they want you to see, that she didn't go back to watching the video of him. Matson calls her in the middle of the video and she, you know, she picks up and you don't see her return to it. But I kind of think that in a way, her... I don't know what you'd even call it with Tom is helping her almost see him as a replacement for Logan. Mm-hmm. And we can go into that. We'll go into that for sure more later. But she also in a, to like support the healthy way in which she's grieving. She's like opening up to Tom. She has a Tom to open up to. And the other two really don't, you know, they don't have like a, they have each other and they like sort of try it. Where Romans, like, when they were talking about life and death, like, in, like, pitch phase, oh, yeah. pitch brainstorm phase, he, he goes, I just didn't see it coming with dad. You know, like, he sort of says it. He wants to get into it. But Kendall was like, yeah, it was very undad. And then they, like, kind of joke it off because neither of them can hold on to that type of combo. Right. In a real way, especially because fucking Greg is there. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a very cranky kid, so I always reach for Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I love Little Sleepies. They are so soft, and they also stretch out a lot, so your kid can fit into one size over a longer period of time. There's nothing more annoying than buying one size and then they grow out of it within one month. The prints are just like so cute, but really it is just so soft. The bamboo, like I want my own. Little Sleepy Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from their buttery, soft, custom-milled Lunalux Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle and sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. Try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you will never go back. 
You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com. Promo code BETCHES. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I had an extra hour in my day, I would definitely be napping more. I would watch more of my favorite shows. And most importantly, I would connect more with my loved ones. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Personally, I've been to therapy for many years now, and nothing has helped me more than therapy in figuring out what are the priorities in my life, what are the things that I need to do to strengthen my relationships, to make the most of my day, and to make the most of my mental health. So I can't recommend therapy enough. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Let's go through the episode or the points to discuss like via we rate you again because I think there's a lot of meat in like the relationships and the way in which these characters go about this episode. Perfect. Also want to call out that a line that I thought was the funniest by Greg when he was – well, two really funny lines. <laughs> Greg, because last episode I was like, Greg is annoying the shit out of me and I cannot stand him. Today or this episode, I felt like, okay, he's got some good old school Greg one-liners. When Roman goes, you want to get a tech valuation on Living Plus? And Greg goes, can I just say I think it's hard to make houses seem like tech because – you know, we've had houses for a while now. <laughs> and then his other one was Greg also on maneuvers going back and forth to Kendall and Tom. The way he was like, oh, I'm going to be cheering you on and leaves immediately mm-hmm. to go with Kendall. But also funny, Greg going when he's like sort of pep talking Tom in a terrible way. He goes, this is kind of good for you because your presentation is not great. And so now no one will be watching. <laughs> What else did he say? He was like, oh, you don't even have to give a speech. You can just mop the butt off the blood off the floor. The blood off the floor. That was like the beginning. And then he just got more and more and more like less inspirational or like motivating to Tom. It was just yeah. – it was funny. It was – oh, yeah. Well, he was like, oh, it'll be great. You just have a black background. It'll all just be you. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, well, I would like someone with uh, – what's her name from the background? I think it was Jess maybe says, you'll have a spotlight on you. And he's like, well, I assume I would be spotlit. Spotlight. Yeah, I <laughs> so, know. Tom is such a diva in, so, in certain ways. It's really hilarious. Shall we rate? Let's rate. Who was your number one boy? You're my number one boy. Okay. I was really, really – thinking about this one. I was I was thinking, I moved the stage people out of the way, thinking like, Kendall, do we need the clouds or not? Oh um, my God. The, these aren't clouds. These aren't clouds. These aren't the clouds. I saw them in Berlin. <laughs> what? Guys, that's, what that's not the clouds. That's not the clouds at all. <laughs> yeah, like where did he see the clouds? Probably at some like art festival in Berlin. Yeah. And yeah. he was, and like he's Charlie was like, call in the artist. And the guy was like, we talked to them. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I mean. We talked to like the Berlin cloud. Who, you know? Okay. So who I was deciding, I had like two contenders and then one like honorable mention winner. 
like because of like where they're coming from previous episode. Okay. I was debating between Shiv and Kendall and I know you really don't agree with Kendall, but I can back it up. And then my honorable mention is Tom because Tom really went from zero, like from nothing to everything this episode. He went from like being fully shut out to being in the meeting with Shiv and Madsen. So like that was big. And yeah, I have a, and a few other things, but I don't think he is the number one boy. Maybe he's number two boy. He's also my, I would, if I were giving an honorable mention in this category, he would also be it for me. Yeah. So he's number, he's number two boy. Yes, definitely. Number one boy girl. I think it's between Shiv and Kendall. Well, why don't you argue that it's Kendall? I'll argue why it's not Kendall. And then I'll tell you why I think it's Shiv. And then we can talk about I, Shiv. I think I, I'm going to land on Shiv, but like I agree that overall across the whole episode, it probably is Shiv because for like 75% of the episode, Kendall is, you're scared about what is going to do or say. <laughs> and he sounds like a complete idiot. And I want to, I want to read a quote for why he sounds like a complete idiot. Just one of the block quotes, which is, Give me the double click on longevity so I can see everything. Infinite brain box. And then he's talking to Roman. Sprinkle some sugar. Full of confidence. Yeah. Gotta up our velocity, man. Just break the log, Jim. Get the franchise pump pumping. Pump it up. All right. Shoot it to the moon, Rome. New space cowboys in town. I was just like, like that was in a span of one minute. (laughs) I put the whole thing in the recap. The whole thing. And then he also is like, here's the rule. No one can say no. And then he goes, everyone say thanks, Kendall, for the cool new rule. Like all of that. Like he's just, it was the whole 75% of this episode was Kendall acting like that. Yeah. And that's why I made him my bore on the floor. (laughs) Bullshit. Bore on the floor. But he wins. He He wins in the end. Yes, he does. All that matters right now is what the shareholders think. Right for like three is, minutes, but no, but it, no, it's not because Madsen at the beginning of this episode is winning, right? Well, technically, mm-hmm. Kendall and Roman are because they got the price up that high, but he seems like he actually knows what he's doing. He's a genius, as as Jerry says, but he, Kendall, who wants to tank the deal because he think he's saying it's not a good fit gets basically everyone to see that he's an asshole, Matson. And not only that, Kendall spins it very, very publicly to be positive for him as a leader. He gets all the supporting tweets, again, for this small moment, but in the end, this, but in this short period, it, do, it does matter. So like, he's not number one, but this is why I don't think he, that's why I definitely don't think he's like bore on the floor. My bore on the floor is Matson. Honestly, like the the Kendall's success in this episode is like everyone saying that Bernie Madoff gets amazing returns every year and then before they find out that he doesn't, but like no one thinks of Bernie Madoff in the time when he was getting the good returns. They think of him as we know him to be now. This is for this episode. Yeah, but but (laughs) we know that in this episode he is like forcing, he's strong arming the accountant or whoever who at pete he was strong arming pete into making up numbers one of my favorite lines and this is a like a a work thing is uh these aren't just numbers they're numbers Numbers. (laughs) because it sounds so dumb but in reality what he's trying to say is like you can't just put random numbers on a paper and be like projections projections they have to be under 
Like there has to be a basis for them. And Kendall's like, right. oh, can you put up, can you juice, can you juice Colorado from 500 to a thousand? It's like, sure, you can say that you're going to do that, but you have to build 500 more houses right? and you have to have it. the tech. And so that's why I'm thinking like, not only did Kendall, sure, he like made it through this, this speech, which actually I would argue it was Shiv who succeeded in making Matson look like the idiot. And she would not be good at pitching this whole thing. It doesn't matter. She wouldn't be pitching it. She wouldn't be doing it. She but would I just be he, like, I don't care that he I'm. was good at pitching. And but like so he CEO, made, but it was a it, scam. It, but see, okay, we know that he can't be dad. None of them can be dad. He doesn't. He needs to None not commit a potential investor fraud. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. But well, he's trying to. Agreed. And all of there's lots of red flags. I totally agree. Well, that's like, why all of this to the moon is like so crypto and Elon. Like it's just like it's all red flags. I agree. But that said, he has Roman and Shiv. And he is really good at like looking at what what Logan had planned for this speech. And he was like, This is so bad. This doesn't even make any sense. This is not how you pitch this product, Living Plus. He does do a good job pitching. And that is what it, this is what it means. Like numbers aren't numbers, but when it comes to a share price, it's all about like sentiment and it's all about like the shareholders feeling like this is going to be good. So in this moment, again, this moment, I, like I said, this episode is ominous, meaning I don't think it's going to be like good forever. But in this moment, I think Kendall did a great job like in, in, in presenting because honestly he is, he's representing his siblings too. Maybe he should have been an actor then. <laughs> like he is a good actor. Because no, but he's a good he's a good salesman. He's a good he right, knows how to pitch it. He knows how to twist it. He knows how to pitch it. But he knows and how to pitch a lie. Convincing. But he pitched a lie. He also here's the other thing. He We he, didn't see the numbers. We know that we know that Pete wasn't comfortable with them. We know that Carl wasn't comfortable with them. We know Shiv what wasn't comfortable. Does it comf- do to Kager? They're all, Does it yeah. make it bigger, Pete? Yeah. Yeah, it makes it 50%, you know, 10x on revenue. It's like he's literally just throwing around random numbers that sure, he can make the stock price jump a little bit to get Matson off their back, but the stock price is not going to be so pretty when he gets in trouble when for a potential SEC budget. violation. No, not even over budgeting. Sure, you miss your projections, but is that as bad as a potential SEC violation because he doctored Logan's video? Like now the sound editor knows that he doctored this video to make him say something that wasn't true to fleece the investors. That's number one. He also right, encouraged <laughs> Roman to do like two retaliatory retaliatory filings sorry firings and he didn't encourage him yes he did he was like you fired jerry you fired you fired no, but he roman did he roman he did encur- it but- encourage yeah, he suggests did. that like he roman ran it by him and he said yeah go, after man, he do had it. done it i think he's what he's trying to make him feel is like again like the self-doubt is it necessary like keep but it you're, is you're okay we'll deal with it later <laughs> we'll deal with it later but it is necessary because now the person, Jerry, who he, who's not only Shiv's godmother, but Roman himself <laughs> sent a dick fired, pic too. <laughs> you fired Jerry. Okay. You fired like, sure. I see what you're saying. I don't like disagree. He literally I 100% is, agree with you. But I mean, like, this is good this for episode. debate for the show. It just makes it <laughs> maybe a little more a little more exciting. But he's literally self-destructing. He's the human Chernobyl. He's like... <laughs> I'm just saying for this episode, this specific episode where we're rating people per episode, I think that he actually isn't – he's not the number one boy. Shiv is the number one girl, which you can 
speak to. Very clear. I just don't think he's the bore on the floor. I think Matson is the bore on the floor, majorly because he thinks he's man- manipulating Shiv, but really he's trying not to get this living plus deal up because he doesn't know how it's going to go. And he doesn't want the price to go up and it fuck up his negotiations. And then he tweets a completely inappropriate, a highly offensive tweet that mm, he then deletes, which makes him look very, very bad. So I think he really is. And Joy, too. She's bore. But <laughs> she's bore. Honorable mention bore. Joy's getting but, a quite large settlement. Joy's I'm okay. Sure. <laughs> Joy's okay. But it wasn't a good chat. No. But it was Roman's fault that it wasn't a good chat. <sighs> she... She no. was like, you'll get through it. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> it was just like really awkward. The whole oh, thing was definitely awkward. awkward. My favorite line from that scene was, yeah, I get it. I love the values. I mean, yeah, it's an incredibly evolved, ruthlessly segregated city you've built on this geological fault here. <laughs> it was just such a <laughs> perfect really – Well, because it was such a great response to um, what she had said, which was like, I'm sure there's a very good reason you're in this position. And mm-hmm. it's that, and that was basically what led him to fire her. But – I, okay, can we agree that Roman is out of the will in this one? Fuck off. Totally. Okay. Roman is out of the will. He just got himself fires two, joy. two yes. discrimination suits right here. You're a weak monarch in a dangerous interregnum. And I loved her use of the word interregnum. Yeah, right. <laughs> because you don't casually throw that in any type of conversation. Totally, but it was the right word. There's no the other way right to describe what word. They, they're yes. minding the store. My favorite part in that scene between Roman and Jerry, which was when he goes, Jesus Christ, I didn't fire her. I said that she was fired to her. That's all. And Jerry goes, the fuck does that mean? (laughs) And it's funny because he does that to her. He did that to her on the boat. Right. He said she was fired, but she's not fired. Well, she just didn't leave. (laughs) Well, I mean, Jerry's The whole thing was was good. Yeah, I loved that scene with Jerry. But okay, let's close the loop on what all of our awards are. Okay. Number one, boy, we agree it's Shiv. We'll go to a second. We'll explain why in a second. Out of the will, we are agreeing is Roman for the various fuck-ups. Bore on the floor. I still think it's Kendall. I stand by it. I still think – I think he is such a fucking fool. And he is so delusional. And it actually pains me. I wonder if there's some sort of like self – thing that I see about myself in him that makes me so, so upset with him because I'm like, you are committing, you are literally racking up legal liabilities like a stack of dollars. And I'm just, I can't watch it. He feels like it's not going to affect him because the way in which none of that affected his dad. No, he's not. not, Look at history. Okay. It doesn't, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. He's I agree. No, I agree with yeah. you. I'm just I just to, you know, play devil's advocate and like and are you an for Kendall? Podcast. And are you for Kendall? I think that I Am know I you him? think he sounds like a dumb dummy. And he just seems like he's really just No, he doesn't just sound like a dummy. He you is, know what he is a dummy. <laughs> but he's also he is a dummy and he is also it's not just that he's stupid. He is actually putting so much liability into this company. I'm just thinking for the company's sake, Aileen. I know. And I, I know. I know. But the company needs a leader. And whether or not, whether or not. It literally could have been Carl. Jerry. No. Jerry. Mm-mm. Jerry. Yes, it could I have. I don't think so. She absolutely could have. She doesn't motivate the way that Kendall does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be that long. They're just trying to get through the deal. 
They could have pulled this launch. They didn't need to launch this stupid product. No, I disagree. What Shiv said made total sense. The rest of them want to sell the company, though. Everyone yeah, wants the company to, to be sold. Going. Everyone wants to sell the company except for these three idiot kids. And it's not even clear why they don't want to sell the company. They they don't they do want to sell the company. Shiv's even like, I thought we were buying Pierce and doing Pierce together. Like they uh -huh. still haven't even closed that loop. Well, she's not even sure on Matson, clearly. We know, we can tell. Because she asks Tom. And she's she's not sure. She's basically deciding on the spot whether or not she wants to tank the deal, whether or not Matson is good or not good. And she's seeing her way. Like, how does this benefit her position? The same way sort of Jerry does. Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Tell everyone why Shiv wins number one gal I mean, again. Right. I think I think she did a lot with, you know, she really brought her talents to LA. I will just say uh -huh. that. Um, <laughs> she, I think she effectively played Matson. She mm -hmm. weaponized what is usually her weakness and probably the number one reason potentially why Logan didn't want her to take over the company, which is the fact that she's a woman. She did that without like actually having to give anything to Matson in that sense. Like all she really is doing is like kind she of flirting flirts. with him harmlessly. Um, mm -hmm. He looked really hot on the plane. 
Yeah, do you, I agree. Do you, right? Do they we do that on purpose? <laughs> right? Did, you don't hate me. You don't even know me that well. Like they're <laughs> bye boy on the outside. Yeah, they're definitely flirting. Love like, it. It's, it's a. She it's also looked really good. <laughs> she did. She looked she really looked good this really whole episode. Good. Yeah. So that's number one. Then she really, I think she handled her grief the most constructive way while also mm-hmm. not fucking up the whole company. I think she saved Roman from embarrassment with these fucking blonde jackets. Okay. This is another reason. Jackets. This is another reason why Kenzel is the bore on the floor because he approaches this investor thing like a joke. And the way he flexes his power where he's like, I'm going to make a new rule. It's like Logan did that, but not for weird vanity reasons. He did that mm-hmm. to make money and to money wins. He did that to like advance his business interests, not to like create the fake Berlin clouds at the totally. investor in the make people build a house. Like it's, Kendall doesn't understand why Logan acted as he did when he acted that way. Because Logan knew, knows real what real money is and how to make it because he once didn't have it. And that's the biggest difference is Kendall, Roman, and Shiv never knew what it's like to not have any money. And therefore, money numbers are just numbers to them. And right, that, remember when they bid Ken, $10 million for period. Kendall is very much... And Roman too, like all about perception, and like what is what? How does this make me seem? PR headlines. That's all he cares about. And I, I again, I just want to say to the audience, I don't actually think Kendall is like winning, winning. <laughs> but in this episode, he won. Slice. He, you have to say he did. Everyone was saying, "Wow!" Even Carl was like, "I knew he. This one is special. He is special." No, Carl <laughs> you, was just there. there, there. Carl's just doing They're all sucking up. Yeah, they right. all just I get are that. like. But this is what we're talking about. It matters, right? The stock price went up. And the biggest, another big red flag was when they said meme stock frothing, which oh, yeah. is we're going to tank at some point. Right. But yeah, no, I I'm I agree with you. Well, I have more reasons. Okay, keep going with Shiv. She what she saved Roman from that embarrassment. That's where, where I yes. left off. And I think that that was really good because let's say like they both go in on this you know, these vast potential like legal risks, that would be very bad for all three of them. And then her whole situation with Tom, I think is great. Like, and she doesn't even have to get a divorce. I guess this kind of maybe leads us into the forecast, but I think that she and Tom are, I feel like she's like newly attracted to him. And she finally sees that her very own husband is the most like her father of all these people after he gave that speech. We should talk about his speech. I thought that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is clearly – her sort of back and forth between Matson and Tom I think made it very clear that she should put her money on Tom and she should now use her relationship with Matson not only to screw him but to kind of – wrestle the control away from her idiot brothers. Agreed. One thing you didn't call out also in support of Shiv was the best fucking moment for her, I thought, was when she goes, boys, you're not good at this. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was amazing. Hey, hey, dad, Shiv spilled chocolate milk in the Range Rover. Like, again, like yeah. the, the way she called him at, them out in that moment, she, and all she did was go, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just in a very kind of passive aggressive way. Um, you're okay. Keep lying to my face. Like I thought that was amazing. Um, and really showed her she's e- like equal to them. Like just reminded them that hey, you guys are playing toy soldiers. Like we're all three here. We have a plan together. Remind you, we just had it. We just made a pact on dad. Like we're here. And yeah, I think, and I said this a couple episodes ago, but Shiv being pregnant like really changes the game for her. The way in which she will maneuver is going to be different than before, I think, because her stakes are different. She's going to choose for what's best for her family now. Like she's going to choose Tom because Tom is now the the father of her child. Like she's not going to fuck around with this. Yeah, maybe in, in a way, maybe she's a little bit traditional in that sense. Um, I don't think that's that's may I think that's maybe why, but I think really she was she's now newly like attracted to Tom. But it's both. He she, won her he's, back. He's yeah, but also he's she knows like there's a piece of it like I don't want to fuck this up. Like there's actually something that is incentivizing me and motivating me to not want to and to see him in a different light. Like right. maybe it's temporarily, but I want to be optimistic about this rather than like pessimistic. And the fact that Logan is gone erases this whole like, what does dad think of Tom anymore? You know, because that was a big part of it. Like everyone saw Tom as a loser. And even in that scene with the, if you think back to that double date that they had with Roman, they made fun of Tom's suits. Think of how far he's come. He's still wearing the same suits. (laughs) Like, He's he's just changed so much. Right. But yeah, I'm totally with you. I also think that like, I mean, this is the show's called Succession, so there's a successor if she's mm-hmm. stay if she and mm-hmm. Tom take control, like there's a she probably sees there's like a potential for their legacy. But Oh, good point. Good point. Maybe and she's and now especially that Tom is kind of leveling with her about why he betrayed her. The fact that he even was able to betray her is you know, he pulled one over on her. And they it's interesting how their like sexual tension is very like physical, almost like how like brothers and sisters would fight with each other when they're really young. Like stepping like when she was stepping on his shoes last week and with the bitey thing. <laughs> yeah. Like look kind of weirdly fun. And they like <laughs> sort of and they and and they like fuck with each other. Like, oh, who do you like? Yeah. Like Mary. <laughs> yeah. Like you haven't had a bite of the dark meat before me, Tom. Yeah, like saying sorry for fucking up your like all of that seems like flirty, but it is flirty. No, but flirty in like a different way, like you said, sibling-ish way. Well, they look, they everyone there's a pot for every lid. There's a, you know, I think this is their kink yeah. in some way. And it kind of makes sense because Tom Tom is he like kind of explained why he had given her the upper hand so freely. And I think that that made her realize like, actually he's, he's smart mm-hmm. and he played his reality in his hand very well. And I think that she really was like the most attracted she's ever been to him, been to him before. And okay, let's talk about the final scene with the two of them. They keep alluding to this pre-election party that's going to happen you know, mm-hmm. ATN pre-election party, which we see in the preview for next episode. And they uh, 
you see that they agree while they're in the car that they're going to just talk. They're just going to, they're not going to really deal with their own relationship stuff publicly, it seems. They're going to just do party and strategy, meaning like how they're going to take the company back once they get rid of Madsen and her idiot brothers. And she sees that he really wants like that career and he'll work for it. Mm -hmm. And he also like she sort of is trying to like be business only in that chat. And he's like, but strategy is sexy. Like, the, like, and then she like turns around to smile and to not show him that she thought that was funny. Oh, and, and I, I want like, to send you a gif that was like, what? I can't help it that I think strategy is sexy because as you know, how much I love strategy, you know. I know what I do. I know. I, know. I would say party and strategy. Party and strategy. <laughs> there was one thing about Shiv that I think became really clear in this episode that you pointed out about how she in the, in the boardroom scene was – like said, like, don't lie to me to her brothers. She has a talent. Yes, she can't do, you know, the strategic review document, but she has a skill. She can read people very well. She had clearly a career outside of the family, Waystar prior, even if it was just because of her connections. She did have exposure to it. And she is able to read people and manipulate them far better than. Her brothers are who kind of come at everything like an anvil. So between when you put together like Tom's business savvy and his ability to renew, like actually do business mm -hmm. and get in the weeds, she provides kind of like the savvy and the connections. And it right. you really see how they complement each other. With the exception of you're an ATN citizen. <laughs> you're an ATN citizen. Oh, and I'm that an ATN citizen. <laughs> that was not good. Um, he, oh, from, like, the, from the writer of We Here For You? That's what I'm saying. What about never talk to the teleprompter? You don't do that. You, know, you don't do that. <laughs> that was really funny. Let's, let's talk about what Tom says about like when he tells her basically the truth of his motivation. And he's like, the thing that I like about Tom is that he's not afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -mm, like, never. He says what he's thinking in a real way, like how he told Kendall, here's the thing though, like dad always wins, right? Like Logan always wins. Like he always kind of says what he's thinking. And this time he wanted to say this, I feel like a couple episodes ago, but Shiv wasn't having it. But he's like, okay, now you're willing to listen to what I want to say and like, he did say sorry before, and he does, I think, feel bad, but this is why, like, you kept me out. Like, I was always number two to you, and I always, I value my money. And then they, and he showed her through very good example <laughs> that they both very much relate on that subject. The two of them, like, money over love. Yeah. And that causes love for them. All my life. I've been thinking a little bit about money and how to get money and how to keep money. And you didn't ask me in. Shiv, you kept me out. And I always agreed to all the compartments, but it seemed to me that I was going to be caught between you and your dad. And I really, really, really love my career and my money. And, you know, the suits and my watches and... Oh. 
Yeah, sure, I know. I like nice things, I do. And if you think that's shallow, why don't you throw out all your stuff for love? Throw out your necklaces and your jewels for a date at a three-star Italian? Yeah? Come and live with me in a trailer park. Yeah? Are you coming? And at that moment, like, it physically brought Shiv in closer. She sat down with him on that bed, and she said, Wow. I'd follow you anywhere for love. Tom Wamsgans. And then they both started starkly laughing because, like, they both, like, very much acknowledge that deep down that's true of both of them. And that is what this is. This is the moment where you get to see what makes sense about this couple. All of these seasons prior, you're like, why are these two together? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And now you see it. It's that they both choose money over love. And the fact that they both do makes them in love. And it was nice. It was a nice moment. Right. It's interesting because they've gone through like a dating, a ma- a wedding, a marriage, a divorce. And you. Uh, it almost seems like this was the first time they even understood why they mm-hmm. why they like each other, which sort of implies that they've sort of in their own minds just been kind of using each other the whole time. And they can. But it doesn't matter because they are the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It's very interesting. And I think it's also fascinating how the writers didn't really choose to reveal this until now. Because when mm-hmm. you think it's only been a year, it's not like we've been watching this couple forever. I feel like we also never see them kiss except for this episode. This is like the first time, right? Like we see them no, make out No, they kissed after way. their wedding, after she's like, I love you, fuck. But like she didn't, like, you know. But like not really. This felt un- intimate. Yes, this felt like the first time. Yes, I agree. This felt like the first time they were actually really into each other of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Even when I, they got I engaged, she was like, eh. Yeah. Well, my dad's in the stro- having a stroke. It's so romantic. So fucked up and romantic. Yeah, I know. It is weirdly fucked up and romantic. I know, isn't it? And also, she was honest with him in the way that she was like, well, you shouldn't have betrayed me. Which Finally. she wouldn't have said in the, fa- in the past. She never said it. She never agreed to say it. She never even wanted to have a conversation in the past. Mm-hmm. She's, to- she's totally resisted any form of conversation. One thing I do want to ask you, uh-huh. because at 20 weeks pregnant, naked, they must have had sex with their clothes on, right? Because 20 weeks pregnant, you cannot disguise your bump. Like, if you're naked. Like, you see it. I mean, at maybe tw- she halfway. was wearing, maybe she was wearing like, a sh- maybe she wore, kept the shirt on. I don't know. You just can't, you can't hide it. Like, they showed so them. They never showed them naked. Them take off their clothes, right? So he only I'm was thinking, like zipping his pants, but that doesn't really mean. And she was clothed. She was in her. She just had her shoes off. She had her yeah. suit on. It was also during so like, the party, so it's not like they were. They were. Yeah, they were like. Yeah, that yeah, was like a fun party. What you think? Sex. <laughs> yeah, so fun. They weren't Good having music. full-on sex like in a bed on the thought party. They probably did it fast after playing bitey. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So so I wanted to ask, like, do you think that Tom knows yet? I don't think he knows because of the way they interacted in the car home. It Nothing seems to have shifted. I think that once she tells him, there will be a visible shift. 
Ambitch's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I think we should kind of transition into the forecast. forecast. And to get into that, I want to point out how... Something you said you thought was going on in episode four, in the wake episode, is actually what's going on now. You had said during the wake episode when they like Tom walked in and they were kind of eyeing each other, you said that you thought maybe they had like had sex after they went home the night before and that maybe they had like formed a plan that they were going to kind of like they would be working together or any plan. But Okay, apparently that wasn't happening then, but it is happening now. So that was sort of a, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a foreshadowing, but what you said now is explicitly happening or appears to be. I think what I felt happen in that, again, episode is that clearly they showed something happened off screen without showing it because there was a big change. They were looking at each other. They were like acknowledging each other. She wasn't you know, fully against him. She was giving him the time to stare at him. And not nicely um, though. It doesn't matter though, because he was there for her. And I think he that was there changed. because they were like debating who's going to be the CEO on the spot. That was no, also when happening. Home at night when he went home at night, oh, like yeah. who was there for her after she di- he died. He, he was there to give her a hug and then he went and she called him over and went and they went home together. And even maybe they didn't hatch a plan. And I didn't, I didn't think that the plan was explicit. I was almost like, did they talk about how they're going to be treating each other from here on out? Maybe they felt like maybe the divorce isn't going to happen. Who knows? But I felt like that changed their intimacy. It like sort of broke the ice on this like divorce fight. I think that what it did, I think the fact that he was with Logan is what is I think Logan's death is when 
they went from almost like they were going parallel on the separation path and they each sort of like shifted towards each other like a small degree at that point, Mm -hmm. which then led to their actual – like last night, I I feel like it felt like almost like a fulcrum episode. Like last night was when everything shifted over, where they – came it to become one again even though they're not publicly showing that kendall and roman fucked up in in the way that's gonna now screw them for the rest of i think the season and now like mattson is kind of on the on the down Mm -hmm. did you notice in since we're doing forecast did you notice in the next in the preview of the episode ebba is with mattson at the party she's like shown sitting on the couch next to him and I think, again, we have to – it reminded me, again, that Shiv has this, like, true or false story about what, like, scandal Matson is going through. So you said the deal – you had predicted deal not going through. I kind of agree with you now. I think the deal is not going to go through. And that, like, thing, the, the scandal is sort of going to be the nail that makes it fall apart. And not because the boys are trying to tank the deal but because there's something that the three of them come to together or maybe Shiv and Tom come to together that where they can win without Matson. They can win without Matson. I mean, just they don't need to get acquired. They're not actually in distress. Jerry's saying like eventually fear. you will be you will be like, you know, the money will wash you away. But that's not it's not like they're in distress now and need a buyer. They're not like Silicon Valley Bank, you know? And it's it's sort of like – I thought it was very interesting that that Roman and Kendall in the first scene where he, they're trying to be like, we don't really like the deal before Shiv calls them out. They're like, you know, the tweets, the shady stuff. Shiv knows there's this also this blood mm-hmm. brick thing and doesn't mention it, doesn't add that information in. Mm-hmm. But I think Shiv is going to be the reason – Shiv and Tom are the reason that this deal is not going through. Like, Kendall and Roman were not going to be able to pull this off. They were – they literally managed to create massive problems just in 36 hours after saying <laughs> they're so good at this. They yeah. didn't want to do it. Then they're so good at this and now they are, like, screwing everything up. I think Shiv and Tom are going to be the reason that the deal doesn't go through. They're going to force – She's going to maybe be the nail in the coffin for his shadiness. Who knows? Maybe his company is like a house of cards situation. Who even knows if his shit is real? So Mm -hmm. there's that whole thing going on. I think next time we have Shiv and Tom reuniting, and I think they're going to take it. And I don't know, maybe. You think Shiv and Tom are going to win Matt's and Deal not going through Roman and Ken out? I think so. Did you also happen to see there was one shot where Shiv was sitting with – it was a camera shot where Shiv was sitting with Roman and Kendall, I believe, and her back was to the camera. And it was the same image as in the preview yes. with Logan's back. I didn't see that. I'll re- You'll rewatch. See it. You'll see it upon rewatch. <laughs> okay. I have a an, – like I have a an alt to your prediction. Okay. Sort of in the same direction, but alt. Okay. I think that we haven't – since we're on only on episode six, right? We have four more episodes left and a lot happens in each episode. Shiv has not yet had the opportunity to fuck up the same way that Roman and our dear Kendall has. Mm-hmm. I think that yes, Shiv and Tom are going to be on their way up, but I think Shiv is going to fuck up. And I think that maybe Tom, which we all predicted a, a while ago, 
seasons past to go. Tom might win in the end. And then the show, whether Ke- – I don't think Kendall's going to – I still don't think Kendall's going to die. You do. I think the show is going to sort of end on like a now what? Like what do we do well, now? It probably ends on a now what anyway because – well, what you are, know what I mean, like, you know what I mean, like, what do we do now? Like, these three kids, either the optimistic alt is that the three of them, because I wanted to say this earlier, the three of them work really well together. I know you were saying Tom and Chiv work really well together, but in business, I think the three of them work really well. Kendall has optimism, whether it's based in any reality. He's still optimistic. He's he's a good he's, performer. He's a really good performer. He's a good face. He hypes people up. He hypes Roman up. He's not afraid to sort of tell people just to get the shit done, the things that he needs to get done. Roman, on the other hand, is really good at firing people. Whereas, you know, in that moment. Illegally. No, but forget that. (laughs) Even Jesse Armstrong says, like, is that a skill, though, that he not afraid to hire, fire somebody on the spot, whether how important or not important they are. Right. Um, whereas we saw in that scene with Carl and Ro- and Kendall that Kendall, like Carl schools him, like, fuck, you're not going to fire me. Like, you're yeah. going to be toast. Whereas Ro- if that had happened to Roman, he, which we saw with Jerry and him, we see that Roman has no qualms with that. So like he has that skill and he also has the skill when it comes to the three of them to bring Kendall down from the moon and back to earth a bit. Like Kendall, right before going on stage, was like, "Yeah, man, we got those. We got the fucking like, <laughs> we got the space jackets oh and we're a team." And like he was just going, like, he was really, really up. And Roman brought him down a bit, and he brought him. He's like, "I don't know, man." He's like, "Maybe don't say all this shit." Yeah. And so he brought him down to the point where he did. I think that was the reason why Kendall did so well is because. He what he was still optimistic, but he wasn't like scary. <laughs> I thought he was scary. No, he did well when he spoke. He only he did, did well, well because Matson deflected. No, the- no, he did well before Matson tweet happened. He did well. He ended on a really good note before questions. He did. He he pitched it well. The tweets were but, positive, <laughs> but he, he he pitched it well, but based on like a lie. They they didn't see the numbers yet. There's Fine. no lie yet. But he they didn't see the numbers yet. Lying. He pitched Living Plus well. They did. He did. Okay. He pitched the vision, the new product launch. This happens all the time. Apple they pitch these ideas. None of them are good. Right. And that phone sucks. Like all of this shit. He I pitched the vision phone. well. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. It dies half the time. My batteries suck. Wait. What about when he was like? Directors might come through with a with a first cut. Stars certainly will. You're, you're telling me that was a good pitch. That's crazy. Yes. He's yes. like he's like IP living entertainment. It doesn't mean anything. It's sell, it's to like these idiot sold. investors. No, it doesn't matter. He knows how to speak to them. He does, and that is Fair. really important in the CEO's job. I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying that he I, wouldn't I, be just, good with the three. I, I this is this is my point though. He's not good on his own as we've seen. No. Ne- none of them are. As a three, they are they are, you know, very strong. And so then on Roman, so Roman is really good at bringing him down from, you know, being a space cowboy. And <laughs> and I think he's the reason why 
Kendall's speech went really, really well. Meanwhile, like we were saying earlier, Shiv is really, really good at telling it to them straight, the three of them, manipulating all of the everybody around them to get what the whether right now it's what she wants, but what the three of them want. And it's just, it's a great threesome. I agree. I think, I think that's sort of supposed to be like the the message of the show, but they don't yeah, actually they don't see do it. it. Yeah. So so what I think is like the optimistic end could be that the three of them are running the business together. There's no deal. The stock is up. Sure. And it and still once they have it, it could still end with like a now what moment. Like we got it. Now what the fuck are we going to go after now? Or the three of them don't have it and someone else is running it, Tom, or they sell the company, whatever. And then there's still the three of them are like, now what? <laughs> do we do now just go enjoy you know? your money sushi and and snowmobiles like Make robin said own fucking pile i can actually get behind your alt but with a slight amendment okay where <laughs> i raise you one i raise one you amendment. yes i raise you one alt amendment shiv okay i agree that shiv can fuck up i think that's yeah. definitely possible with the amount of episodes we have left and just who she is as a person <laughs> Yeah. But I think Tom is going to save her rather than mm. be rather than take advantage of it because Tom has always wanted to be chivalrous. He does love her. He wants to chivalrous. be with her. Chivalrous. Shiv, yeah. He wants to be with her. It's not like yeah. that's she's the one person he cares about. Yeah. And I think that that I think that that's how maybe it would end up being the two of them together. That is each other. They have the, each other. That is their strength. And that is what they have one-upped on Roman and Kendall. Right. They have a partner who holds them up. Yes. As we saw when Shiv was going through her little grieving moment. And Tom was there for her, hugged her. It was sweet. Yeah, the other I mean, two do don't have do that. do the little huggy thing? Roman did <laughs> suggest. Roman, I think if. I mean, Roman like is sort of like that. I just don't think you saw they Shiv and Roman have like a yeah, buddy the relationship. There's less hit her. Yeah, yeah. that was cute. <laughs> In a weird way. There's just less tension, I think, between the two of them than between what when Kendall gets in the mix. What did you think of that final scene? With Roman rewatching that doctor video that Kendall sent to him. You see it on the text message. <laughs> as it's a joke. And it's Logan go saying, I want to make what I think is a fairly historic announcement that Roman Roy has a micro dick and always gets it wrong. And then you see that Roman smiles, thinks it's funny again, because this is like what turns him on. Yeah. And then he watches it again and again and again, and he puts it to his ear. What did you think of that moment? I thought two things. I thought emotionally it functioned as kind of like a telling thing for him that he this is like how he's like he misses his dad that he's like and he kind of misses his dad insulting him. Mm -hmm. He misses his dad abusing him. So he's listening to it over and over again almost like um I don't want to say nostalgically but almost as like a comfort thing. And Kendall knows. Like I, like he did it to him as a, right. for a as a gift. Yes, maybe he did do it as a gift. It's like how I like to comfort rewatch Gossip Girl season 1. You know, it's how just, I'm currently rewatching The Sopranos. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think plot wise, it's going to function as Roman realizing that Kendall juiced like that he doctored this video 
and using it as a way to get him potentially in trouble. Mm. And you don't think he knows? They both, they all saw the video. They know it's Did it's Roman? Wrong. Yeah, they all Are saw it. Are you sure? Yes, yes. When? They all saw it because he they, comes in late. You see the scene of Sh- Shiv is watching the v- original video on the plane. Right. Before, So everybody's got passed around the original video. Right. I guess that's right. That's true. But maybe he realizes that. They all know they, they doctored, even the, the elders. They look at each other when he says double the earnings. Did they like know the that fake, it was like doctored or did they know? They they said, well, th- then Shiv goes, that's fucked up. You can't do that. And then and then Greg goes, that's a good edit. That's a really, really good well, edit. That was really well it's edited. really well edited. No, I think everybody knows. Well, maybe he would use that as some sort of, I don't know, to me that there had to be something in addition to him sending it to him for like the emotion. The doctoring, I think, is going to get them in trouble. Like the fact Maybe. that Log- the fact that Kenzel changed this video and then shared it at at an investor presentation. I am no lawyer. I am no expert on securities fraud, but I don't think no. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. Or even if you are technically allowed to do it, I don't think that shareholders well. look fondly upon it. So, yeah. Or you know. Me- yeah, I just don't think that that was a good move. So I think the doctoring has to play some sort of role eventually. Or maybe he thinks we'll like, see. oh, we can use this doctoring thing for the election. I don't mm, know. Interesting. That's also a good point. Not that it was doctored that well, the, his version, his gift. No, but the first one From was. Kendall. Yeah, the, the Kendall. I mean, the other one, yeah. That's also like a nod to AI and tech. Yeah. Also, hey, we're seeing this happen now with like people put out like full podcasts of Joe Rogan and Trump, I think, like saying things that they did not say. Well, this one is um, us. So we've said all this. We've said this. Unless maybe someone edit, finds a way to edit something in. We're not on the back end of these, but you know. Someone's going to edit who we put as no, we put number one by <laughs> somebody else. How dare you? You know, it really undermines our credibility. So I know. take this very well, seriously. Overall, good episode. I love this show. 3.85-ish. 3.85-ish. I, let's stick with that. 3.85. Okay. And so that is it for this week's ATN Betches recap. Guys, if you love this show, please show us the love. Explain to us why you love this <laughs> this show. Tell us what you detail. love about us. <laughs> Tell us everything you love about the show. Write us a monologue Succession. like Tom Wan's Gams. be sure to rate review and follow our show on apple and spotify wherever you're listening and again we're going to be back this thursday not talking about succession because this is our succession love moment we'll be back this thursday me sammy Jordana, talking all things celeb pop culture and check out the recaps on betches.com they're there for your pleasure they're different than this we cover more things we are there's additional analysis that you know maybe we don't we don't have here more quote reviews, More which I think is reviews. awesome to go through. I love reading it and being like, oh, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Well, we will be back every Monday until the show's finale. So subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. You can follow me at Aileen. Follow me at Sammy. And until next time, we here for you. ATM, we here for you. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. 
Betches.